This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. How you doing, Raider Nation? Man, seems like forever since we've been on the radio. These two hours here on Unnecessary Roughness fly by every single day, 2 to 4 p.m., and then all of a sudden it seems like forever since I'm on the radio again. But that will not be the case tomorrow. You will not hear me say it seems like it's been forever since I've been on the radio. I'll just go ahead and give you a little bit of programming note. Of course, uh, the morning tailgate's been on vacation all week. Clay Baker's getting a much-deserved rest, so he's been off, and so we kind of gave the morning show a, a vacation this week. So 7 to 10, it's just been you know national programming. Then JT was uh, off to today, and he's off tomorrow. So... Really, I, I'm kind of. I guess I'm the first guy, and Demond, you're the first guy as well to uh, to grace the airways live and uh, and local here today. So that's cool. That's that's fun. We're excited about that. But tomorrow, tomorrow we're gonna go full throttle. Tomorrow, myself and uh, Heidi Fang will be out at uh, at Finley VW. We'll be out there from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And we encourage you to come on by. Matter of fact, I believe there's gonna be an opportunity for you to win some money, take some money home with you. So just gonna throw that out there. If you're around the area, Finley Volkswagen, 7 to 10 a.m., you know, Clay uh, was out there a lot throughout the course of the regular season. Myself and Heidi Fang will be out there tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., so we're going to get things started early in the morning, making it happen. And then JT's going to be off. He's going to visit his family, so we got to give some love for that. He's going to go visit his parents back in New York, so he's traveling today. Uh, so he'll be off tomorrow, but that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll hold it down. Tomorrow from 2 to 6 p.m., that four-hour stretch I will be at the TI. So I'm going to be at the Finley Volkswagen in the morning from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Then I'll be at the TI from 2 to 6 p.m. I'll do, of course, Unnecessary Roughness, 2 to 4 p.m. Then Vinny Bonsignor will check in from Indianapolis from 4 to 6 p.m., but I'll be there at the TI. So the TI is one of my favorite places to go and hang out, so I encourage everyone to come by there. So tomorrow, it's Friday. Right now, the weather, weather is beautiful. I was just driving around the town a little while ago, had a little bit of lunch, and I'm looking around like, hey, man, with this weather, like I'm already over the cold weather, right? I'm, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm so done with the cold. I don't want anything else to do with the cold. I'm good. And I know I realize that there's still some cold on the way. I get it. No, no, no. I think it's over. No, no. There's some coming this weekend. I, oh, no, there's no, some coming this no weekend. Way. Bro, man, from the fifth floor. Yes, there's some coming this weekend. Don't you worry. The last few days have been beautiful, in my opinion. But... It's not going to stick around like that. It's going to get actually a little bit cold this weekend. That's all right. And then we all know it's going to get hot. <laughs> and when it gets hot, we'll all be talking about like, man, I sure wish it wasn't so hot. But, you know, it is what it is. So uh, the weather's changing around here. It's a, it's a good time to be out and about. And, and the city is doing a lot of that. You know, there's a lot of being out and about right now. So uh, if you have a chance tomorrow, kick off your weekend early, either in the morning or afternoon. And... We'll be right there for you, man. We'll be right there rolling. So tomorrow we'll have a loaded show and loaded shows, I should say, uh, starting in the morning at 7 a.m. Uh, with the morning tailgate, myself and Heidi Fang. And then, of course, 2 to 6 p.m. will be at the TI. So definitely encourage you to come on out and hang out with us. But uh, first things first, we got to get to today's show, right? Can't get to Friday's show without doing today. And I, I did tell the wife, I said, look, if I'm still alive 
after tomorrow evening, I've succeeded. <laughs> if I wake up Saturday morning in time to go get my hair cut, I'm good. <laughs> Life is good. If not, if not, if the worst happens and somehow that I just talk too much on Friday and I just keel over, just go on and push me out there, put me in the car, roll me out there and bury me in the car. That's all I need. That's she told the me, car? That, yeah, hey, man, that's what she said. When, when we bought that vehicle, she said, I'm burying you in this thing. And I said, deal. <laughs> so there it is. If, I, if, if, if you never hear from me again after tomorrow, too many hours of radio, I'm going to be buried in that vehicle. You Just know saying. what? You being you, I wouldn't be surprised if you just like, you know what? Don't just bury me in the car. Take me to my appointment, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Make sure I'm lined up. No, I got to get the haircut first. Make sure I'm lined up before you put me in the Tell my guy D over at uh, In The Cut Barbershop, have him cut me up. And I also told her this morning, I don't even know why I talk like this, but I did. I told her this morning, I said, and make sure the vehicle's clean before you bury me in it. Go get it washed first. And so her answer was, you're going to get it washed just to bury it? And I said, yes, it's got to be clean when you bury it. You ain't ever seen a dirty casket, have you? That's a weird last request right there. <laughs> hey, man, you want pizza? I want to be buried in a clean car. <laughs> with a fresh lineup. Yeah, with a fresh lineup. I wonder if it stops growing right there. I bet it does, huh? The per- What do you think? Like, this is like, this will be the most perfect the haircut is. Because I've always wondered, haven't you ever wondered, like, how I could just stop this from growing and just stop and pause it right there? You know, because it's never better. It's like a, it's like a brand new vehicle. It's never better than the moment you get out of the chair. Once you walk out the door, your hair starts to, it's already starting to go away. The fade's not as tight as it was. You know what I mean? Like the minute you walk out the door, the minute you drive that brand new vehicle off the lot, it's not the same. Never thought about it like that. I'm just saying. I don't know. Weird twisted thoughts that go through my head sometimes. Well, I hope you make it through the weekend. (laughs) No, it's going to be a lot of fun. This is what I live for, man, and stuff like this. So being out and about with the people is what we're going to do in a major, major way tomorrow. So uh, excited about that. But like I said, excited about today's uh, opportunity to to talk some Raider football, just talk in general with you. Coming up at 225, as he's done all week long, Brandon Cristal from KOA Colorado will join us to talk all things combine and Damon, as far as the combine goes, what's the topic that you think will be the topic of discussion? What do you think will be the first topic when it comes to the combine today? Kenny Pickett's hands. There you go. Yeah. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. ding I'll ding, tell ding. you what, brother. <laughs> if I don't ever talk about another man's hands again, I'll be so happy. That's all we hear is this man's hands are too small. They're too small. They're too small. Man, come on. If the dude could throw the rock, he could throw the rock. I'm not going to lie. I looked at my hand. I've never measured my hands today. But it, I was I kind of looked at him today like, are they too small? I don't know. <laughs> well, you're not throwing a football professional either. And you're not holding on to a rock. I actually saw Ross Tucker, who I really respect, a uh, longtime offensive lineman uh, in the league. I, I, I saw him say that Kenny Pickett can't play in Pittsburgh because his hands are too small. And the weather will be too cold. He won't be able to grip the ball, and he'll, he'll have a lot of strip sacks. And so that's that, that was Ross Tucker's thoughts. So that's so funny that that is the number one subject. But where did he just end up playing? Right. Right. Oh, my God. Right. Exactly. But that is the subject, and that is the conversation that is going on right now is all about Kenny Pickett's hands. And Now, look, there's guys that are running right now. Wide receivers are out there doing their thing, so uh, that's cool. So I know that they – I think they started their drills about – 60 minutes ago. So, uh, Brandon, let me know that once we get on together at about 2.30, it's going to be about 90 minutes into the workout. So he'll have a little bit of an update of what's going on with the workouts. But really, it's going to be the conversation, the measurements, the weigh-in, everything that's going on, the interview process that's going on with some of these prospects. And Kenny Pickett is the main one. Uh, and then at uh, 3 o'clock, we'll have cover three NFL news and notes of the day. How about this little nugget? The NFL has suspended all COVID-19 protocols 
effective immediately. And the thing, thing about it was, when I saw this come down from Tom Pellicero, he was the first person I saw it from NFL Network, I started laughing. And I remember Doug was in the office with me. He said, why are you laughing? I said, man, how many times did you hear COVID-19 during the playoffs in the Super Bowl? How many times did you hear that actually as an issue? If you didn't. You never heard of it. And look, this is not one of these open forums where I want to get into the political side of things because I know everyone's going to go po- politics. That's not what we're about around here. So if you're about to call me right now talking some politics, this, that, and the other, don't do it. Save yourself the time because it's not what we're about. But I'll tell you this. In the playoffs and the Super Bowl, you never heard squat <laughs> about COVID-19. It was almost like it went away because, look, what nobody worried about COVID at that point because they were going to get their money and make sure that Super Bowl got played. And I'll take it a step further. On Radio Row in L.A., yeah, they had a mask mandate, and I say that in air quote. But you saw me in many pictures in, in L.A. You saw me in videos. The Raiders have a – I've been noticing, and you told me before, I've been noticing all these damn videos where they're talking to Kirk Morrison, they're talking to David Carr, they're talking to this person, that person, and I'm just cruising right behind. Just, I mean, that's what happens. You know, I'm cruising behind. I don't think one time you saw me with a mask on. Nope. Nobody had one on. There might have, if there was 500 people there, maybe three people had one on. You know what I mean? Like it was very, very limited. And that was in Cali where it was supposed to be a mask mandate. They were also supposed to have security so people didn't get their oh, equipment no. stolen. That didn't happen either. <laughs> so there you go. No mask, no equipment. I guess there you go. But, I mean, the, the thing is it wasn't really an issue down the stretch. And so the NFL has made the call that they're not going to have any kind of uh, protocols, which is a great thing. I think that that means that we are turning the corner. Again, not going to get to, you know, the political side of things. That's not that's not my bag. I'm not I'm not here for that conversation. But what excites me is if everything stays status quo, that means we don't have to go to the facility and test once a week. We can actually get back to having interviews and 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 going into the locker room possibly. Now that hasn't been, you know, yeah, ooh, it's not know. specific, but it's on that way. It's trending in that way. And that's something that I think that the audience has missed. I think the fans have missed. I know I've missed it because you you build relationships when you get to go into the locker room. You know, it's not it's not just okay, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, Zay Jones. You guys go out there and talk to him. It's not that. It's you walk around and Josh may be at his locker. Hey, Josh, you got a couple minutes? Yeah, cool. All right, da 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 da. Hey, Hunter, you got a couple minutes? Yeah, cool. Or whatever. It's kind of your thing. And then all of a sudden, I might go to Josh this week. I might go to Josh next week. I might go to Josh the week after that. All of a sudden, me and Josh are homies. You know, in in the, in the loose sense of the word, but we're cool. So he might say something to me one on one, or you one on one, that he ain't gonna say to Vinny or Paul or Adam, and and not that that he wouldn't say it, but I'm just saying it's building up those relationships. It's building relationships that you exactly. can't do from a podium. You can't do it from a podium. Exactly right. You know, so that's that's an element that nobody has had in a couple of years. So if we can get back to that. That's a great thing. I've had plenty of people hit me up. What does that mean about Legion Stadium? Well, it feels like because, again, the NFL has said that they're going to go with whatever the state is putting in place. The state of Nevada ain't even got a mask mandate right now. Everywhere but Lotus Broadcasting, we can go without a mask on. Don't remind me. No, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. We here still have it because, you know, we're still making sure. Everyone's being careful. And look, there's still plenty of people. My daughter still wears a mask to school. There's still a lot of people that still do, but technically it's not in place. So if it's not in place, all of a sudden all the protocols have gone away from the NFL, you would have to think that I, I would think everybody would be allowed into Legion Stadium. 
Regardless, it makes sense because there is no now, mandate, like you said. Now it let me clarify sense. it. Let me make sure we don't. Know you know, shit. yeah, I want to make sure that I, I'm just I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. Let me make sure that that's the case. But that's what the people, a lot of people have asked me, and I said, hey, I'm more than happy to find out and pass the information along. I know there's a lot of people that have been waiting to get into Allegiant Stadium. Maybe this upcoming football season, maybe this will be their chance now. I I feel like it's a it's a positive. It's everything's trending. In the right direction. Now they did say that they can do anything. Like if there's anything that happens where they feel like they need to go back to it, they will. But I think that it would be great for players to be able to walk around the facility without having to wear their tracking device and having to stay at a certain area and not go here, there, and there. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers just gets to keep living this. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers like that's usual. right, son. I won. I won. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could say he won during the season. After they kind of basically, exactly. towards the end of the season, they shut everything down anyway. Basically, they said, hey, you're not getting tested if you don't have any symptoms. And I don't, I don't remember too many players being like, hey, I got symptoms. Test, you know what I mean? Like, it just really didn't happen. So, you know, I, again, I, I think it's a good thing that it's trending and headed in the right direction. So, again, 2.30, Brandon Cristal will join us from the Combine. 3 o'clock, cover three NFL news and notes of the day. And then at 3.30, Damon, you should be pumped up. You're wearing a Pahrump Valley Trojans hoodie today. I thought you'd be wearing your UNLV running Rebels after picking up a big dub last night over uh, over Wyoming. That was a big win, man. Senior night. That was a big win, dog. They came out there. They put on a show for the fans. Man, that was a good win. That was a and, – and Bryce Hamilton wasn't even the dude. Yeah, Ham he had, came a, out he had there. a game like you would have, like made oh, three buckets, like three for not. fifteen shooting. Like he had a he had an off game. Hey, but you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? You're right. You're right. Oh, and he's a shooter. Shooter's exactly. gonna shoot. Shooter's gonna shoot. Now you're a different different animal. You're just happy to get on the court. But in all seriousness, UNLV picked up a big dub, man. That was a big win over Wyoming right there. So uh, now they're in a really good position. They got the conference tournament coming around. They're starting to get a lot of national attention. As they should. Kendrick Perkins, we forgot to ask Paloma last week, but Kendrick Perkins was shouting out Bryce Hamilton. Last night, Seth Davis was from CBS Sports and The Athletic is shouting them out. Hey, this is a sneaky team. They're going to steal a, a, a tournament bid. You watch out for them. It's hot, man. Hey. It's hot. UNLV's hot. You're not the only one that's, that's seeing it, DeMond. You, hey, you I'll say the, you called it first, though. UNLV makes the tournament. I might have to. We might have to do like a DeMond follows the team. Tracker. Or oh, something. you want us to t- send you on yes. the road with them? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll work on that. Whose budget's that coming out of? Mine. I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad sneak at you. Sneak on the plane with the team. I ain't mad at you. Hey, man, look, we can sneak you in there, man. Carry some audio equipment. Hey, yeah. Just, hey, just say that you're working with Paloma. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or Cofield. You got two angles. We have Paloma on every week, and Cofield works with us. You can't go wrong. Boom. You're you're with one of those cats. Give me like an empty briefcase. That's all it takes. That's all, man. Just go and put some wires. Go and put some wires around your uh, around your arm. True story. One of my uh one of my older brothers, stepbrother, but he, but I don't really use the word step. But anyway, my older brother Ronnie, he used to go to the Raider game and he used to try to get on TV. So what he did, he was he was goofy like this. But he what he tried to do is he'd have someone in front of him with like a headset on because he worked at a radio station. So he'd have a headset on and he'd have wires behind him and he'd be walking with the wires like he's letting the wires out, but they were walking behind each other. So it looked like maybe like a coach was walking through the stands or something like that. They'd literally be walking through the Coliseum with a headset, the wires going, and then he'd hold the wire behind him. So it looked like somebody who should be on the field or whatever. And so he said he used to try to get on TV that way. So it was pretty funny. That's what you could do. That's my point. You could do that. You could be the wire man. The wire might not be connected to anything. 
but you could be the wire man. How about that? I thought you were going to say he would just try to sneak into the games nah. with just like a badge or something and just like, hey, no, 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 I work here. I'll tell you this. I've gotten into many games. When I was at ESPN Central Texas, I got into many games just with that ESPN logo. Like no one ever questions you when you walk in with that ESPN logo. Like they never question you. You don't have to have any kind of credential. We went into Jerry's world, and we weren't supposed to be on the field, and me and my guy Ward, we just walked straight onto the field. Ward's like, come on, let's go. We, we got ESPN badge. We're good. And so they were stopping everyone. They said, hey, who are you with? And my guy's like, oh, ESPN. They're like, all right, you're cool. And we just kept it pushing, kept it pushing. Those four letters will get you in just about anywhere. I promise you. Wow. I promise you. And ours said Central Texas. It said ESPN Central Texas. But all you see is ESPN. You're good. I'm telling you. There's a reason why I look the part every day, brother. I know what I'm doing. So Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports, host of the Red Zone. She'll join us at 3.30 to talk about those red-hot running Rebels, winners of seven out of the last ten games. And uh, they got an opportunity, man, in the in the conference tournament coming up next week. It's going to be a lot of fun to wa- monitor them, see how they do, see how it all shakes out. So those are the guests that we have coming up on the show. Also, GM Dave Ziegler. We played you some Josh McDaniels sound, the head coach of the Raiders. He talked at the combine yesterday. But man, GM Dave Ziegler talked, and he talked for a good 22, 23 minutes. It was a lot of really good stuff. So we got that that we're going to bring you throughout the course of the show as well. Matter of fact, we'll play you a little bit right now as we jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Before we get into any Dave Ziegler sound, I did want to throw a topic out there like I do each and every day. I'd like you to hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, or else the uh, Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Real simple question today, since it's the offseason. What is your one... And I specify one because Raider Nation, you are just like me. You can never just have one, right? Every time we ask for one, we get three. When we ask for three, we get eight. We only want one. What is your one offseason wish for the Raiders? If there's one thing that you could wish for the Raiders to do and they would do it, what would it be? 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. Also, the Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Before we get things started with some Dave Ziegler sound, let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to our guy, Passionate Raider. It's been a minute. What's up, dude? How you guys been, man? How, how's everyone feeling today, man? Blessed. I just want to, man, I, good, good good to hear from you guys, man. I, the past couple of days I've been out on the lake, man. I got to hit some open water, man, and I went out two days and I was on the phone. I went out for two days and um, back-to-back days, man. I do a lot of tournament fishing, so my goal was to get five, man. I had five both days, and I beat my weight the next day. First time in four years, it's been nice like that to do that on my birthday, man. So, and I just um, um just want to give a shout-out to all, all the love I had from the birthday wishes yesterday from everybody, man. It, it's the heart, man. Nation's real. I don't even know you people. I've never met some of you people. And some of the love and some of the messages, it just it really touches the guy. It makes you feel, makes, just makes you know that this is more than, a, this is more than football. This is a family, man. And um, just, just um, kind of just a little emotional today. Yeah. Uh, just, just, just keep my mom in prayer, man. They, they found a tumor in her back. And um, it's going to be a tricky surgery, but you know what? 
God's got this. Right. God's got this. Raider Nation is praying, man. Thank you. Love what you do, man. Love your heart for the nation, man. I can't wait for things to get back to normal. On a, on a, on a good note, before I hang up, I am kind of pissed off. I got that shot, though. If they make it, I have no shot coming back to the stadium. God, Stop it. Me. Stop got it. Me. They got me. But, man, hey, guys, man, you know what? Season's looking good. Josh is talking good, man. I, I really like what we see, man. I like what we're hearing. But at the end of the day, it's just win, baby. Let's get it cracking, man. Have a good day, guys. Thank you, everybody, for the love, man. Really, I appreciate it from the, from the bottom of my heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for the call, Passionate Raider. I appreciate you. And for any of those that don't know, Passionate Raider tweeted out earlier, prayers for my mama, please. They found a tumor in her spine. They say it's contained. She has to have emergency surgery next Wednesday. It's really close to her spine and kidney. It's going to be a risky surgery. Please pray, uh, all my Raider Nation family. And there's been so much response and love on the Raider Nation uh, Radio 920 uh, Twitter account. And so, yeah, Passionate Raider, uh, you said it right, right though, from the jump, man. You know, God's got this. You know, you, 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 uh, you're in good hands. Trust me, you're in good hands. He don't make mistakes. Uh, I'm, I'm living proof of that. So uh, keep on doing what you do and keep on having the faith, and you'll be there. And I appreciate you sharing your story with us as well. Uh, that means a lot. If people are comfortable with sharing whatever they got going on in their life outside of just having fun with football and this, that, and the other, uh, obviously they, you know that they're comfortable and, and that it's like a family affair. And that's what we aim to be right around here. Uh, we don't always agree. We uh, always don't you know, see eye to eye. We all don't you know, I don't know, sign up for the same whatever. But at the end of the day, man, a family's going to be a family. So uh, we got you, Passionate Raider. We do appreciate you. And uh, we got that love going out to your moms for sure. So uh, thank you for your call. I do appreciate you. So, uh, again, what is the one offseason? What is the one offseason wish you want for the Raiders? If you knew that they were going to grant one thing, if there's one thing that in your mind realistically now, realistically that, that you would want that, that team to do, what would it be? Want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. As I mentioned, Brandon Cristal from KOA Colorado. He's at the Combine right now. He'll join us in a matter of minutes. I did want to get a couple little sound bites in from Dave Ziegler, who, uh, who talked to the media in great length uh, yesterday, and I thought, it was, I thought it was a lot of fantastic stuff. So let's go ahead and, and jump right into it real quick, Damon. Uh, one of the first things, he comes from New England, and, of course, a lot of Raider fans were, you know, not too excited and thrilled about that, but he comes from New England. He's uh, now with the Silver and Black. He is the GM. So what has been what has pleasantly surprised him about his time and his experiences with the Raiders so far? Good question, yeah. I think the thing that's pleasantly surprised me is you never know when you leave somewhere and you're going somewhere new, you don't know who's in the building. Right? So you don't know who's working in all the different areas. And um, so it was a pleasant surprise just to see how many, I would say, hardworking, detail-oriented people that really take a lot of pride in their jobs. A lot of people that really take a lot of pride in being part of the Raiders organization, which is cool. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you, know, you don't know what you're going to expect. And so to find a lot of people that love what they do, that are hardworking, that are smart, that are diligent, like that's refreshing because it it gives you a lot more, it takes a little bit of weight off your shoulders. You know, when you know there's people there that you can count on. Um, so that's been awesome. There you go. There's GM Dave Ziegler just talking about what's pleasantly been surprising to him uh, as he's now been the general manager of the Raiders for about just about a month now. And uh, uh, there's a lot more where that came from. Believe me, like I said, he talked for about 22 minutes. So we'll get into that in uh, just a little bit. I will say that I got a text from my guy Cisco, and he said talking about uh, the one wish that he has for the Raiders in the offseason, I hope we repair the offensive line, the foundation of our offense. I'll go ahead and uh, take a quick break with that being said. Coming up when we return, Brandon Cristal from KOA Colorado. He's 
checking in again today from the Combine. We'll join him next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. It's kind of been a slow ramp up uh, at the Combine in Indy. It started out earlier in the week kind of slow. A lot of measurements, some interviews, some media sessions. But there's actually activities going on in Indianapolis right now. And to help us break it down and talk about it is our guy Brandon Cristal. He's joined us every single day from KOA Colorado to give us a rundown of what's happening at the Combine. Brandon, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And the the one thing I do know coming out of the Combine is I know Kenny Pickett's got small hands. I mean, man, oh, man, (laughs) this conversation will never go away. Uh, What's what's your thoughts on this? How big of a deal is it that his hands aren't very big? So when you talk to personnel people, scouts, whatever, and, and you start to talk about the silliness of the Combine in general or pro days or whatever it may be because they're like, hey, just flip on the tape. That'll tell me whether a guy can can play or not. The fact they're doing all this without pads on, you know, we, we watch a lot of football every game. The Raiders wore shoulder pads and helmets, right? Right. <laughs> that you saw last year and in every NFL game for really forever. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where they say all of it is one more piece of information that factors into the big picture when they decide whether or not they're going to draft a player. At the end of the day, though, can Kenny Pickett make plays? And I think most people will tell you. It sure looks like he could last year at Pitt and, and as his career progressed there for for the Panthers. But if you're looking for a reason to not draft him because you want to like another quarterback more, you kind of like another quarterback more, I think that's when you say, man, I think back to Tony Banks and how he had small hands and it felt like he'd put it on the carpet a little more than we liked when he was with the Rams or even when he was with the Ravens because of his hand size. So you, you can you can let it be a factor if you are looking for a reason to ding him. And I think there's probably a team or two out there that hopes guys looking for quarterbacks that are ahead of them, not Kenny Pickett off their off their list because of that, or put more weight on that because they're worried about ball security, and then Pickett maybe falls into a range where they could grab him. And the team that just keeps popping into my mind is a team that shares a, a, a facility with them in the stadium, and that's the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think would, would love the opportunity to – it's not making good on missing on Dan Marino, but if they could go get – if they could go get a, a guy who obviously has a strong local ties, he's not as local as Dan Marino, who grew up, you know, I think around the corner from, from the Pitt Stadium. But uh, still, maybe that, and we don't know if he's going to the Hall of Fame. Let's <laughs> right. About that. But <laughs> right. they'll be like, hey, finally, Panthers fans. 40 years later, we got it right. Wow. Yeah. No, you're, you're right about that. And the, it's funny because I saw a tweet earlier today from Ross Tucker saying Kenny Pickett's hands are way too small for him to play in a cold weather NFL city like Pittsburgh, but he plays in Pitt. He played, I mean, he played his college ball in Pitt. So I don't understand where that narrative comes from. I, I get the fumbling. I get, you know, again, it's a small, small hands, fine. But if you could play, Brandon, you could play. Yeah, right. That's ultimately what matters, and what makes football awesome, right? And we talked about Calvin Austin the third yesterday, and I've been asked about him today a little bit. Is the right offense for any player, the right situation for any player? They're just going to have a chance to succeed if the coaching staff, if the personnel department, can get them to the right team with the right coach, 
uh, certainly we talk about skill players or whatever, right? You can't Calvin Austin can't play guard no matter how much heart he has, right? <laughs> right understand right. that he's not he's not blocking Aaron Donald. Uh, I get I get all that, but if you can play ball, you can play ball, and and that translate it sure translates in basketball. I realize there aren't a lot of people that are built like Earl Boykins or Muggsy Bogues, uh, and we can name them, right? It's very obvious, but they can play, right? And thus they had long NBA careers despite being 5'5 five, five and having to take the ball and try to score over guys that were 6'5", guarding them, right. not even talking about the big guys inside. So uh, I, I think that it, the, the measurables matter because certain certain personnel people just have a way that they look at, at things, and, and the more athletic, the more agile you are, the stronger you are, the bigger you are, whatever, that, that certainly can help a football team. But at the end of the day, if you can play, you can play. And if you can't play, it doesn't matter how well you are. Right. Uh, in, in a workout and in spandex or, or how, how well you work out and how good you are in that setting because th- this isn't the Olympics, this isn't the, the decathlon. you still got to figure out how to either get Patrick Mahomes to the ground or catch a touchdown pass from Justin, uh, Justin Herbert. And if you can't, then it doesn't really matter. Right, exactly. No, you're, you're spot on. You can look the part and not be worth a squat. I mean, it's just as simple as that. You can look the part and not be worth anything in the NFL. So that's just the that's just the difference in the nature of the beast. Again, we're talking with Brandon Cristal from KOA Colorado here on Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, Brandon, with you being there at the Combine, maybe like set it straight for me. How much backroom dealing is going on between <laughs> agents, front office execs? Is it like a little or is it more than the average fan would think is going on? Well, th- this is this is how I'll put it down. This is this was more casual. But last night I was at the bar with an agent who represents one of these top quarterbacks, and uh, the GM of the Broncos just happened to be walking by, and and he wasn't standing out going going hard or anything. But you know they got done. All these meetings ended at eleven, and tonight the workouts end at eleven. So guys will stop by to grab a bite, and have a have a quick pop because the hotel lobby bar where all these guys stay is is you know pretty popular. And then he goes, hey, will you just take my guy? Just make it easy. Just take him at nine. <laughs> that's, not, that's not really the backroom deals that go on. But throughout the days, uh, I say throughout the days, but a given day, a GM and certainly assistant GM types and the capologists are meeting with agents to talk about, legitimately to talk about current players and, and reworking deals, extending players. But then the idea that they aren't also, oh, and by the way, I've got so-and-so, they're obviously going to be, a free agent unrestricted, mm-hmm. and then we know tampering period starts, and I want to say it's four Eastern on that on on the, the Mar- March fourteenth date, and then on the sixteenth, I guess that's a Monday, and then sixteenth I believe is a Wednesday. On the fourteenth, all of a sudden at four o'clock, so and so's agreed to a, a new five year, one hundred twenty million dollars, yeah. forty nine million guarantee. You're like, wait, it's four oh one, right? How, how did that come together that fast? And and he didn't take a visit. He didn't he didn't talk to anybody else. So. That's where it goes down, and the league understands that, right? As long as contracts aren't being drawn up and given to a new player with a name on it, and even if they are, it's not like they're checking computers. So that's a long answer to Monta. A lot of those deals are done because you have the the ability to talk to agents freely. Not that you don't anyway, because they're not tracking your phone. They're not checking your texts or any of that. But here you can just face-to-face hey, we've got a guy that might be the right fit. You know, he doesn't like it in Tampa, but he, he may love coming to play in Vegas or he, you know, he, he's not really loving Houston anymore, but man, you know, he, he loved his time at LSU and would like to go back to the, that area and play for the Saints and be near family, right? So there, those deals are definitely framework of deals and ideas and maybe guys you weren't thinking of or guys you were thinking of, you can kind of start to put pen to paper so that 
when you leave here, it is full go for free agency for the next week or so on the pro side. And then you still have all the, the college pro days that will get started as well here next week. So it, it's, it's a really busy time of the year. But in a lot of ways, unless you're a team that is truly knocking on the door for the Super Bowl, even if you are, for teams that, that aren't, it's a chance to get closer. Oh, yeah, I love the speculation game. Like, my mind's running wild with that answer that you just <laughs> gave me. But uh, we see that, like, the off-field, the on-field workouts are starting up today. Is there anything – I see that no receiver wanted to participate in the bench press. Are there certain drills that it doesn't affect the player at a certain position if they just don't – if they decide to not do it? Well, I think the linemen may be doing any of the drills. <laughs> right. Uh, because yep. I, I'm going to have to put on the tape and, and see can you block the guy in front of you, but – if you run a, a four eight forty and you're a tackle, that's fine. That's better than running a five eight. But if you run a five eight forty and no one can ever get around you, I don't really care what what you run. Boom. Or if you're a D, you know, if you're an interior defensive lineman, I don't care how fast you run forty yards. If you're running forty yards, that means something is not going great. Or it means you've got the ball in your hand, and you're trying to score, and if you don't score, we'll probably at least get three points because of however many yards you got on your way to running forty yards, right? So uh I, I think that some of it is is kind of silly. In that regard, I also don't don't care how much a quarterback bench presses. Right. <laughs> you know, I want to see him complete a couple throws. Again, these are receivers he's never been with, and, and sometimes that can be better, right? Can they hit these guys where they don't have the timing down? It's just, oh, let me let me eyeball the route, let it rip, and oh, I can hit it to them right as they right before they hit the sideline or right as they're about to hit the sticks or whatever it may be. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. You know, it's funny. Every time we talk about this, Brandon, I bring up Orlando Brown, how he tested terrible uh, at the combine yeah. and dropped to the third round. But uh, you, you said you're from Big 12 country. I was from Big 12 country. I know at Oklahoma you had to run a country mile to get around that dude, and uh, he shouldn't have been a third-round pick. But because of the combine, he ended up dropping to the third round. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I talked to some friends in Tulsa earlier today uh, you know, on my little radio tour here. And we were talking, I brought up Orlando Brown because this kid, Tyler Smith, after the Tulsa season ended, he just disappeared. But he's got plenty of talent, and then today he was kind of flying under the radar with some of the bigger names we're talking on on the bigger podium. He was off to the side and because they wanted me to ask where has he been. And I talked to some scouts, and I'm like, I don't know how he's going how he's gonna to work out. He's, a, he's kind of a physical freak, which Orlando Brown Jr. certainly is. But he's got plenty of upside, and, and even though he has bad fundamentals, if he can get that worked out, he could be a, a dominant kind of offensive lineman. And, and Orlando Brown had a terrible time here at the combine, right? His yep. bench press, he looked on athletic. The, then he goes to a great organization with the Ravens. They play that right tackle. He gets to run block and then learn more how to pass block as he moved over to left tackle and Staley was hurt. And now he's going to get franchised and make whatever, 20-something million dollars this year and then still likely sign a new big deal with the Chiefs or somewhere else next year. But – He's as good a left tackle. Certainly there aren't too many better than him that, that you would replace him with uh, because, back to the original point, when the, when, the whistle, when the whistle blows and the ball is snapped, he can just fly out and play football. Right, exactly. That's what it's all about is being able to play football. We're talking right now with Brandon Cristal here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. I know the wide receivers are going through some drills, running, doing a little bit of that. One guy that's kind of, uh, I don't want to say flying under the radar, everyone's talking about him, but he's not a guy that's going to go immediately off the draft board. Uh, Western Michigan Sky Moore, he's a, he's a shorter dude, but he's got some wheels. Uh, I know Daniel Jeremiah was talking about he had some Antonio Brown type traits, not the bad ones, but the good ones. What are your thoughts on Sky Moore? Well, I, th- I think any of these receivers, it kind of goes back to the conversation we were having about uh, about Calvin Austin the third, right? It's can can they can we fit them in to our system to the point where we can do stuff to 
exploit their their best traits, right? right? So, I, obviously, everyone would like to, you know, we talked yesterday about uh, the the big Burks kid, Draylon Burks from Arkansas, mm-hmm. but we saw look at the way the that Rondell Moore was used with with the Cardinals. He's far from their top option. Right. But by the end of the year, they just found a way to to get him involved, and so I, I think in the right situation, uh, Sky Moore can can go out and and be uh, a really big part of an offense. Maybe not the focal point, but certainly a guy that can help you win can help you win uh, win games. And, and he'll certainly have a chance to contribute on on special teams. When you look at the projections, you know he's, he's kind of mid to late round pick, but at, at 5'10", 195, that's that's certainly big enough. It's bigger than Calvin Austin. Right. And so in in the right situation, and, and if his attitude's right. Then, then he can come come in and contribute. Is he going to be a, a top flight pick? No, but as anybody will tell you, the the draft and and free agency right after the draft it's a starting point, but it's certainly not the end of end of your football journey. So get in the building and then and then just go ball and, and the rest will take care of itself. Well, he does have some big hands. How about that? I mean, he ain't the biggest dude. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Big hands. Yeah. Good for him. Ten and a quarter hands is what he measured. So uh, big ups to Sky Moore, who can probably catch anything with those hands. But, uh, you know, he's just not the tallest dude. So there you go. Get those to, uh, get those to Kenny Pickett, and he'll be good to go. I wanted to ask you, Brandon, about the injured, guy, injured guys, the wide receivers, Jameson Williams. Uh, Justin Ross has really been plagued throughout the course of his Clemson career. Uh, and then Mechie, of course, is, uh, you know, coming off the injury as well. Uh, what, what are you hearing? Is there any kind of buzz around those guys because they are injured, but we know that they're really damn good players? Yeah, and, and Williams being at the top of the list. You know, all these guys are hopeful to get back, but Williams thinks he's on track. I think get back, get back soon. Williams thinks he's on track to to be back by the start of training camp. And if that mm. turns out to be true, and, and we've seen with these injuries that guys are able to, to get back sooner and sooner and sooner. I, I know that if I have one of the, the, the early wide receiver needs, I'm probably not in a hurry to take him. Right. But I may overdraft him because – if I know he can be ready by training camp or even what, him being wanting to be ready by training camp and needing to be ready by training camp are two different things, right? right. If he ends up going fairly high, then, then you say, look, we need you to play for us for a decade. I don't care if you play for us September 12th or whatever the opening Sunday is. I need you to be ready to go in December when we're in the playoff push and in January and next year when we do the same thing. So it would be interesting to see if, if a smarter team – goes ahead and, and drafts him, you know, a team like the Patriots that needs to get Mac Jones a, a little more help uh, play with his college quarterback or a guy that certainly was was his college quarterback for a time. Mm-hmm. Why not draft him? And then once he can get up to speed, you say, yeah, all right, you're going to be here for a long time. So I, I think that, you know, he's projected as a third third to fifth receiver. The, how high does that fall in the draft? I guess we'll see. It depends on how everyone's board shakes out. Right. No, you make but a lot of I, sense. I, 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 I would certainly, I would certainly not be scared off based on the way we've seen these guys. We're currently, unless they did a medical examination and you found out there's more damage there or potential long-term damage, but odds are these have been pretty turnkey, especially at this point in his career. Right, absolutely. Again, uh, Brandon, uh, uh, Brandon Cristal is our guest here on Unnecessary Roughness. Final question for you: As you're at the combine all the time, you're a veteran there. You've been bringing us great stuff all week long. There's conversations about the combine leaving Indy and other teams and other places and cities bidding on the the rights to have the combine, and Las Vegas is one of them. Uh, I think Dallas is another one, or Arlington, whatever you want to call. It. You want to be technical, uh, Arlington? No, I don't think it'll be Arlington. I think they'll end up doing it at the Star. Oh, okay, in Frisco, which be better. Okay. Okay. Be better, which would be better because of the consolidated area. The, the biggest thing is keeping everything close. Right. And so Vegas would work 
because you could do everything in and around the Mandalay Bay and the, and and obviously the the building there at Allegiant and and near there. And I think you'd be cool. It's when it starts to get to places like LA where they're going to put it. It's just inevitable. Right. They've got the new facility there. They've got the NFL Network building there. That's what's going to happen. I want to see it in India every year for a number of reasons, and none of them have to do with the workout. But kind of what we talked about uh, earlier, Q, about yesterday maybe, the the kids that aren't going to participate, that's going to ruin the TV show some too, mm-hmm. right? So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see where, where it goes. I'm fine with it being in base. I'm excited, hopefully, to be out there for the draft for Fox Sports Radio in, in a couple, I guess, what is that now? Seven, eight weeks, something like that. Six, seven weeks. Right. And Vegas would be a great city for it. Some cities, yeah, New Orleans, which is obviously a great city. But the the ability to walk everywhere for the prospects to get everywhere fast, you just don't want to be in cars and buses all day because it's just adding extra time for everyone, right? We talked about the backroom dealings. Well, if you're staying in downtown LA and another team's staying by the beach, and you know, it just it becomes a logistical nightmare. So. The one year they do it in L.A., hopefully that's all that it lasts, but I hope it, it comes to Indy play. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm hearing from everyone that Indy is, Indy is the spot, you know, and then if you're going to take it somewhere else, uh, Las Vegas is great, like you mentioned, uh, uh, the star in Frisco, that makes a lot of sense. I've been there plenty of times, so I know that there's a lot of stuff around there, so that makes sense as well, but it seems like Indy is really the ideal location for it. Might as well just go ahead and keep Absolutely. it there. Absolutely, and it's in the middle of the country. There. So. <laughs> right. Well, it's in the middle of the country. So. Exactly, exactly. Well, you, you can drink till three or four or five here, so that's, that's nothing enough. wrong with that. <laughs> nothing <laughs> wrong with that. That's how some real deals get done, right? <laughs> so, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, all right. Brandon Cristal on Twitter at BK Denver Sports with us here talking a little combine. Thank you so much, man. Tomorrow we'll talk a little linebackers and we'll kind of wrap the week up, man. I appreciate you. All right, thanks, Q. Talk to you guys soon. All right, there he goes. Brandon Cristal, KOA Colorado, at BK Denver Sports on Twitter. Uh, he'll be with us tomorrow to close out the week, and we'll talk some linebackers. I know that's uh, hot on the subject of a lot of Raider Nation, and we'll talk about it to close out the week with Brandon tomorrow. 2.43 is the time. When we come back, we'll close out the hour with your calls and your texts, 702-365-9200, and the Sam and Ash text line is 69187, keyword r If you could have one wish, one wish for the Raiders this offseason, what would it be? This is Raider Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness. I get up out of bed fired up. Sometimes the wife's like, hey, man, calm it on down. You ain't on air. <laughs> it ain't always got to be shot. I just time. thought about you just waking up. Boom! <laughs> Scared the hell out of everybody. That's how you get out of bed. <laughs> Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. That's how I'm going to wake up out of bed tomorrow morning. I'm going to wake up bright and early, a little earlier than normal, as I'll be uh, doing the morning tailgate with Heidi Fang. We'll be out at uh, at uh, VW or Finley VW. Uh, so come on out. Check us out 7 to 10 a.m. I'm going to wake up super early, and I'm going to wake up You can't up wake up any earlier. No, I mean, I can. I can. I'll, I'll go. What's going to happen tonight is I'm going to go to bed later, and I'm going to wake up earlier. That's a promise. Sounds like you're not going to sleep. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. It's going to be one of those nights. But as soon as I do decide to get up out of bed, it's going to boom. Everyone's going to wake up. Everybody. At a sharp 3 a.m. At, at about, yeah, about 3 a.m., maybe 3.30 if I'm lucky. But, yeah, man, it's going to be uh, a, heck of a, a heck of a day tomorrow. So make sure if you're out and about, you have an opportunity to come on by uh, Finley VW. We're going to be hanging out. And as I've mentioned multiple times, there is a chance that you could take home some money. We'll tell you all about it uh, coming up tomorrow. So uh, excited about that opportunity. Then, of course, I'll be at the TI from 2 to 6 p.m. tomorrow evening as well, heading into the weekend. We're going to get this thing kicked off the right way. Uh, many thanks to Brandon Cristal, who joined us in the last segment to talk all things combine. 
line. Uh, I had a question that I wanted to throw out there. What is your one offseason wish for the Raiders? It's real simple today. Your one offseason wish. If you had one, you let us know what it is. 702-365-9200. My guy Jason is on the line. What's up, Jason? Welcome to the show. Oh, what up, Q? What up, Damon? How you doing? Chilling, man. Chilling. Hey, Q. Uh, uh, just want to say, um, you know, I know you didn't have to share that out, but uh, we, our prayers are, are for your mom. You know, we'll, we'll keep her in our prayers every night. Um, oh, no, but, that, uh, was, that was passionate, Raider. That wasn't that me. Was passionate Raider? Yeah, that was passionate Raider. Yeah, yeah. That was... It doesn't matter, man. Raider yeah, family, that's real. Family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, well, even I'm going to put a little a funny tone to this. I know yesterday you guys were talking about nicknames, you know, how you had your little nickname growing up. <laughs> so I had, an, I had a nickname when I came to, uh, to do construction. I started construction when I was like eight, 19, 18 years old. And I used to be really, 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 really light-colored. And uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> – and as soon as I tell you the nickname – You'll see why people called me that because it came out at the time. They used to call me Twilight. So <laughs> I used to have, imagine this. You see, you, I know you know how I look. So yes. imagine me with my long hair, a lot whiter than I am now, you know, all rocker style, skateboarder looking, and that was me at construction. That was, that was the first go, and that's what, that's what I used to be called for years, man, until, until uh, I finally traded trades and that, that name shipped away. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. You got yeah. some of that, you got some of that, uh, that sun on you, man. You, you, you got a little darker. Yeah, man, they said that when I was when I first started working, man, when they saw me in the sun, I was glistening like diamonds, like in Twilight. <laughs> damn. <laughs> hey, but, uh, I'll never uh, forget that now. Every time I see you, I'm going to think of that damn Twilight. I know I shouldn't have said that. You know, that, it's one of those things that you, you kind of don't want to say, but I don't really care. Who cares? It's all good, yeah. Days, you know? um, hey, but uh, a wish, man, that's a tough one. And, and, and it's not really it's, – the wish that I have is not kind of really a wish. It's more kind of like a, a hope. Okay. Um, Alec Alec Ingold. Um, I like the man. I like his his style of play. I love his just the person that he is. Dude. He's he's a he's a dude that you want, would love to be around and just know and talk to. Um, I know. I believe if I'm not mistaken. He's on his last year on his contract coming up. Yeah, he's a restricted. He just, he's a restricted free agent. Yeah, and I know he also tore his ACL. If I'm not mistaken. Yep. My my wish slash hope is that Alec can come back. Um, hundred percent, and uh, dominate, and hopefully Josh will actually use him. Um, that's kind of my my little like kind of little pitch out there. You know, that's 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 kind of what I see. I, I just like the dude as a person. You know, he's one of those people that I wouldn't mind keeping around just just because of who he is and what he can do for the team. Yeah, no, so, no doubt. That's what I got, man. All right. Hey, thank you so much for the call, Twilight. We appreciate you, man. That was good stuff right there. I swear I'm never going to forget that now. And not because I'm a I'm a, a a movie fan or whatever like that, but I know that the wife is a big fan of Twilight. Like, that's that was her thing. So now it's like I'm always going to think Jason is Twilight. That's just it. Yo, man, because he still has the long hair. Right, exactly, exactly. That's so funny. That is so funny. But, uh, yeah, I think Alec Engel is a, is a huge asset, man. I really do. For every reason that you mentioned, he's a big-time asset. So I think that uh, him him getting a, you know, a contract extension and sticking around and coming back off that torn ACL, I think that's a real big deal. I, I really do. So thank you for that call. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, we got some texts that I wanted to get to. It's 69187, keyword R&R. That's the Salmon Ash text line. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray said, my one offseason wish would be the for, for the Raiders to announce that Derek Carr will be our quarterback for the next five years. I'm keeping it real. I love our quarterback. That's Sir Whiskey Ray. That's a five-year deal for a Derek Carr for him. Okay, that'll work. I'm not mad at that. Uh, Big Deuce said, just like the majority of the rest of Raider Nation, I want to see us get a true number one wide receiver that could take the top off and make opposing defenses fear him. Uh, I agree with that 100%. I think that that's a big-time need. 
And I think that it's about time that the Raiders go in and, uh, and get that big time need and fill that, that, that void that they've had for a very long time. Uh, it's, it's so funny because there's been so many conversations back and forth. It's the offseason, so you know how that goes. But it's been so many conversations about like Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. And there's a lot of rare nations like, hell no with Aaron Rodgers. I just want Derek Carr. And who needs him? Derek Carr can do just the same thing. Okay, that's cool. I have no problem with that. That's great. I think Derek Carr can do some great things. But why don't you treat him like he's an Aaron Rodgers and give him some big-time weapons? And I know Green Bay hasn't really done a good job with that either. But they did get, They do have Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? Like, they did do that. They did go out last season and make some moves. Even bring in Randall Cobb in. I know he's not a big deal, but that was his guy. That was that was Aaron Rodgers' guy. So they, at least they satisfied him bringing his guy in. Exactly. Enough of Aaron Rodgers not having weapons. I'm tired of it. No, no. I mean, and that's fine. He's obviously get, making it work. Exactly. They're making it work, but bring in a guy to help him out. Bring in a guy that he wants. Why not? If you if you want him to lead you for the next like Sir Whiskey Ray, the next five years, bring him a guy he wants to wants to run with the next five years. Why not? If you're gonna if you're gonna put him with on his shoulder that he has to go and make it happen, give him the right tools. That's all I'm saying. Give him the right tools. Uh Raider Richie from Arizona, my one wish, a Super Bowl win for Carr and McDaniels to shush the naysayers that want Carr gone and skeptical about McDaniels and crew. That's from Raider Richie in Arizona. I like that. Uh, we got a text from the 707. If you guys check out the Draft Network on Twitter, they'll have all the measurements of everyone today at the Combine. Uh, yeah, no, they do. Draft Network does a really good job. And Brentley Wiseman, matter of fact, who works for the Draft Network, does a great job. He'll actually be on the show tomorrow morning at 930 to talk about the Combine, talk about all those measurements that they have at the Draft Network, talk about the uh, the upcoming draft and, and a bunch of mock drafts that are out there. So that's a good segue and a good way for me to promote what's coming up on tomorrow's show in the morning at 930. Again, Brentley Wiseman from the Draft Network, who at one point was actually a scout for the Raiders. So there you go. Tie that all in together. You like that, huh? Man, that is a good tie-in. I know. It all comes full circle. That's what I do, man. That's what I do. I've been here, done that a couple times. You know, one more text, and then we'll take a break, get to cover three NFL news and notes of the day. Vegas Pete, my wish is for us to add enough good players to end the Chiefs and to become the team to be in the AFC West like when Madden was coach and dominate for the next decade. That's the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal, man. That's the ultimate goal is to build that team. We talked about it even when Mayock was the GM and Gruden was still the head coach. The, 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 the goal was, their goal from, what, from my standpoint, was they wanted to build a team that was going to dominate for years. You know, they wanted to build a team that was going to have, uh, you know, uh, be a, a playoff team every single year. That's what their goal was. That's why they talked about foundation. That's why they talked about bringing in playmakers. And they did. They brought in a the foundation. Then they went and got a couple sketchy guys. But they thought that, hey, these guys could be difference makers. So they went and they took a chance. Obviously, it didn't work. But I felt like that that was the goal that they have. And then we've talked about the success of the Rams and the Buccaneers about just going all in on one year. Go all in on one year and try to get it done. You know, do you have to be that team that, that, that dominates for a year or, or years or a decade? Not necessarily. It would be nice, but not necessarily. So it's, it's, it's really what you want, and, and it's really a way to look at it. Like, are they building this team for winning right now, or are they building this team to win the next four or five years? You know what I mean? And, and, and it, it could, it's not exclusive. It could be they're, they're building to win right now and also dominate for the next four or five years. I mean, that's all a possibility. So we won't know that until we see how they go through uh, free agency and how they navigate through the draft. 2.57 is the time. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two of the show. We'll start off with cover three, NFL news and notes of the day. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.